Hey, everybody. Welcome to another bonus episode of Cash That. This is your host, Joe Delera, and I am joined by a very special guest today. You guys have heard from him. You guys know him. You guys like his tweets and retweet and you take his money. It's Matty Chucks. And uh, we're going to get to Matt in a second, but I'm just going to hit you with that NBA best bet for game five of the Western Conference Finals. And it is Jalen Brunson over seven and a half rebounds and assists. You saw it out on Twitter. Me and Brian versus the books were talking about it. The thing's been a cash cow. Five games in a row for Jalen Brunson over seven and a half rebounds and assists. That means every game of the series, hit it, take it, pay the juice up to minus 150. And with that, we're going to transition. Matt, how you doing? It's nice to have you on. Where can we find you? I know you're doing a lot of work right now, but hit us with that Insta or with that Twitter handle. Yeah, uh, it's good to be back. My Twitter handle, I did just change it a little bit. Uh, I know. So I got a little bit of following. It's uh, at Maddie Chuck. Um, you can find me there, everywhere else. Not really, honestly. Basically just Twitter. I don't have too much time to do other stuff. So I do that. Uh, our podcast, for better or worse, uh, with Nick the Picker, if you follow him on Twitter as well. Um, yeah, so we're getting some things going there. Uh, nice to be uh, have a podcast of basically my own, even though I do share it with Nick. And yeah. always nice to hop on some guest shows and show love to great guys like Joe. So, so it's, pl it's a pleasure to be back on Cash That. No, it's awesome to have you. And uh, your podcast is on YouTube, right? It's like a it's a visual show, so you get to look at you. Yeah, they have to stare at me in the face, and I literally do that show. Right when I wake up in the morning, I like wipe my eye crusties off or eye boogers, whatever you call them. I heard it both ways. I wipe those off. And I literally just talk sports for whatever. Yeah. So I do the outline at night and talk about it. You can hear it on Spotify and Apple Music too. But if you want to see uh, me without some beauty sleep, I'd recommend YouTube for sure. All right. So that's where you, that's where you catch Matt and all of the rest of his takes. I know Matt, you do a lot of baseball, you do some basketball as well, but the thing that, and we, you know, we'll touch on that a little bit later, but the thing that we know and love you for is your fucking hockey picks. So it's Damn about right. to be this, the conference finals uh, is my understanding. I know one of my buddies has got like a crazy parlay. Uh, you, I think you know him. You've seen him in the Discord. Uh, it's AJ, the CFO of Goop City Goblins, has a $100,000 parlay uh, that pays out uh, if the Rangers and the Warriors win their respective championships. So uh, what are your thoughts? Because the Rangers, the Rangers are in a tough battle against the Hurricanes here. Do you think they got a chance to advance or what are we thinking? Uh, I am a Devils fan, so keep my uh, opinion, uh, I guess, with a grain of salt. No, but in a non-biased standpoint, the problem with the Rangers is just certain struggles on the road, or the Rangers in general struggle on the road, and the Hurricanes also struggle on the road, but they're so dominant at home. The Hurricanes actually, up to this point, have won every single home game and have lost every single road game. The bad news for the Rangers is the Hurricanes have home ice advantage, so if it does go seven – given this trend of the Hurricanes not being able to win on the road, but absolutely being lights out at home. The Hurricanes probably win in seven, but you never know with just Durkin in a game seven if it does get there. Um, I do think the Hurricanes are a deeper and better team. I think the Rangers are probably a year or so away of just Durkin getting more mature and them getting a little more, a little more depth uh, when the, some, some of the young guys get a little older too, um, but it, they can definitely make it there. I don't think they can beat the lightning though. If they get to that point, I think yeah. Carolina has a better chance of beating Tampa, but you never know with hockey. 
which is why the playoffs are so great on like the NBA where there's just blowout after blowout. You actually get good series. Crazy. And good games. So yeah. Uh, did you say the Oilers were the second team? Uh, no, the Warrior, the Warriors. Warriors. So he has so he's a parlay, and the last two legs are the Warriors to win the title and the Rangers. The Warriors is obviously a great spot because they're gonna be favored for the most part against well, they're any... already they're already not even plus money, I think. Yeah, they're, they're like minus one forty five. Right yeah, now. I wouldn't take that now ever, but no. yeah, he's, he's in a good spot. He's definitely yeah, it's a it's a great spot. So we're trying to we're hoping that they get through the hurricanes because then I think you can you kind of get to hedge city at that point. Yeah. Um, I will say uh you, I know you're given uh, Goop City, who did I think place in our uh, in a March Madness tournament that we had. Yeah, he did actually. Good guy, good guy. Um, but uh, you were on the Warriors in the preseason, so yeah, uh, that was you know you're a humble guy, but you got to give credit where credit's due. You definitely called that out bright and early. Yeah, and, we loved uh, that. You know. I know you. So. I don't know where your thoughts are now on that, but you did call them from the jump. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous if they play Boston more so than Miami, but um, I I think that overall, especially if that series goes seven games, which it's it's entirely possible. I think it's still like Celtics and six, but um, if that series goes seven games, the Warriors close it out in Game Five at home. You know, today, like when this episode drops, uh, they're gonna have a significant rest advantage and teams with that rest advantage playing teams that are coming off of a game seven win at like a 63% clip in game one. So yeah, it sets up a great betting opportunity there uh, for game one of the NBA finals. So hopefully we get that. But what I wanted to get your thoughts on here are, you know, how do you see this shaping up? Because like you said, hockey, it's got a lot more variance. Is there a team that you're looking at right now that you're saying, I think there's a little bit of value here. Uh, yeah, I actually, I just talked about them and I'm sorry, Goop City. Um, I think the, uh, the Hurricanes are terrific value. If you think they can take this series with the Rangers, um, the Rangers obviously have good value, but at the end of the day, I don't think that they can beat the Hurricanes or the, uh, the Lightning. I'm trying to check the, the current odds from the last time I checked, but I think they're still plus 450. Um, I got the game, what do you see right now? For for the conference or for the for the uh, Stanley Cup? Oh, I got them plus six hundred at DraftKings right now for the Hurricane. Yeah. So they were plus four fifty when they're up two zero, um, and they they dropped the two in New York. They go yeah. back home for Game Five. Plus six hundred is terrific value because I think they're the only team that could beat Tampa, and everyone's drinking that Tampa Bay juice where it's like oh they're gonna three peat. But I and I'm not trying to be biased. You you. Me and Joe, you know, you know, I've been. On you the love lightning. the lightning. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think the burnout's coming. Like Braden points hurt. Yes, they could survive against these teams. The Panthers were screwed when they drew the lightning because they're, they'll never be. They'll never have home games in Florida. They just won't because yeah. they love Florida loves Tampa and they're just going to crowd that arena and they just it's like they're their little brother for life. So the Panthers needed the least to beat the lightning in that seven game series because they matched up better in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but the hurricanes at plus 600, if they win this series, you get plus 600 and they will also have home ice advantage against the lightning. So if you go on the, the theory that they're going to win every home game, they're going to win every series in seven games. So once, yeah. <laughs> if they can still defend home ice, win a couple on the road, I think the hurricanes at plus 600 is great value. Although at the end of the day, I think the Avs lose to nobody. So yeah, because you can actually get you can get the Hurricanes at plus two fifteen to win the East. So maybe that's yeah. maybe that maybe that's like the pivot then. Um, just I would in do that both. 
and then you're yeah, we'll do both. some house money in the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I think that's that's probably a fair play. Um, when you're looking at these games, like obviously, like you got to take rest into consideration, and and it's like, it, like even with the NBA playoffs, the Major League Baseball playoffs, you know, like football is a little bit odd because it's just like single game elimination, so you get a lot more variance, in my opinion. But with you know, with these kind of series, are you, are there like noticeable trends that you are looking to bet on? You know, it's like like you said, like the home road splits yeah. or like goalie splits. Like I know they rest goalies in the regular season, but it's probably not happening in the playoffs. No. Yeah. And I will say, I think a uh, hot goalie is one of the best things you could have in the playoffs. Like the reason why the avalanche were never going to win in years past is because they never had a goalie. The Leafs never had a goalie. Uh, finally got one this year. They unfortunately had to play the, uh, the lightning in a tough seven game series. Um, yeah. which is just a bad draw. Um, didn't choke or anything. They just, you know, drew a tough draw, went to seven games, lost by a goal in the last game, and it is what it is. The Avalanche got Darcy Kemper, a, a goalie that I personally love. He was on the Coyotes last year, who was like one of the worst teams in the league. And now he's on the yeah. Avs. He's absolutely amazing. Yeah, he's absolutely amazing. People don't think he's that good, but, uh, you know, teams like the Blues that they're playing right now, you know, Biddington was a rookie in 2018, wasn't even that good in the regular season, just got red hot and they won a Stanley Cup. So, like, that can yeah. happen. They can save you games. You saw that in the Stars the first round where Jake Ottinger was the best goalie in the series. They pushed the Flames to seven games, and they, they couldn't get it done, but they were this close just because their goalie had the best do it. save percentage and goes a lot of average in the first round. So he stood on his head, and he got where he was. Another team that does the same thing is the Oilers always had goalie injuries, and, you know, their defense wasn't that good, but – it is what it is. Home ice splits, I think, are huge. You know, hockey fans are crazy. So, and it's, I, I thought it was a bigger gap between NBA playoffs and home advantage, but I think these playoffs are really seeing that home court really does matter in the NBA yeah, playoffs. But does. years yeah. past, I kind of argued, like, uh, maybe not too crazy. Maybe only some places like Oracle and, like, you know, I don't know, yeah. like the Garden or something. Yeah, like Miami's got great, uh, you know, Boston does. They have great, yeah. great home court advantage. Like, you're right. And I think one of the things that's interesting is when, like, we're looking at these, it's like, why, it's kind of like one of those things that you're like, why does it matter? Like, it's ice. <laughs> like, bro, yeah. like, it's like, how different going to be? But I guess it's the whole environment, you know, it's the, it's yeah. the pressure. And, like, role players in the NBA generally play a lot better at home. Uh, so I'd imagine it's similar for, for the NHL as well. Yeah, it's probably similar like arena. You know, everyone's cheering for you rather than like, I'm assuming hockey fans talk a lot of trash. Um, and like, yeah. <laughs> when you hit somebody, like if, you're, if you watch a hockey game and you hear the fans, like especially like deep in these playoff runs in like big hockey cities like at Edmonton or like a Toronto, if they hit someone, they like check someone in the board, meaningless hit, just like, a, you know, the puck's gone, hit him a little bit, the crowd will erupt. Like that, yeah. that, that's a boost like mentally, especially late in the third period, late in series when you're banged up. And when you play some of these teams like the Blues who play more physical and they're just going to like beat you up over the course of seven games, it gives you the extra edge. And you like the good thing, the thing I like about hockey is that most people just look at two hockey teams. The average casual fan has no idea how some teams play. Whereas, you know, if like in basketball, you know, the Warriors are going to shoot a bunch of threes. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what they're going to do. You know, obviously more teams now are doing the same thing. But, like, the Warriors, you know, like, if you can't defend the three-point shot, you're probably going to lose. In hockey, yeah. there's some bruisers. There's some guys who are going to skate circles around you. So different teams do different things. 
And it's fun to watch who matches up where. And I feel like most people like don't understand that there's different styles that can be played. Yeah. So that that's actually another question that I had for you with like with that. Like I know with basketball, we're always a lot of times we're talking about fairly like nuanced things, like in terms of like the coverage or the scheme or like these rotations, the coaches make adjustments. Can you do that in the same way with hockey? Or do you feel like they can do that in the same way? Because like obviously it's odd because it's like the most important player theoretically anyway, is kind of like the goalie and the goalie yeah. to me reminds me more of like a pitcher, like a starting pitcher. Whereas with basketball, you don't have like, obviously you have stars, but you yeah. don't have like the same, I don't know. Like it, it's, it's not the same like type of role there. Like, whereas like you need, if your goalie is having a bad game, you're going to lose. Like there's just yeah. nothing you can do to out overcome that. Uh, same with like a pitcher. Like there's only so much you can do unless the other team's pitcher is having a bad game. So yeah. what it kind of adjustments? It, yeah. the, the adjustments is kind of like, like you, you, you know who's going to shoot, right? Like at the end of the day, there are some players who are going to get their shots. It's like basketball. They're going to try to light up, you know, but the, the Blues, like McKinnon had like six plus shots in every single game. And the Blues say, listen, we're not going to shoot. Actually, the podcast we're recording right now, I had the game on behind me. He did score the first goal of this game. Yeah. But he, that was the first goal he scored all series. Because they said, listen, we're, if there's a two-on-one, we're just going to cover him, try to block the pass. And, you know, if the other guy gets the open shot, it's better than a contested McKinnon shot. So that's kind of what they're doing, which is similar, I guess, like, to kind of equate it to basketball terms is when they're like, we're going to let, you know, the Bucks were like, we're going to let Grant Williams beat us. We're going yeah. to contest every single Jason Tatum shot. We're going to double Tatum, we're going to double Brown. If Grant Williams is going to hit threes, he's going to hit threes. So they're kind of saying the same thing with, like, guys like, uh, Logan O'Connor and like you know Kadri, they're saying like if they, these guys can beat us, they'll beat us. So we're not going yeah. to McKinnon, McKinnon. And on power plays, you see it more where Ovechkin's known for his spot where he gets it, he just rips the slap shot. Like they're going to put more emphasis on you know stopping that, but that puts more pressure on other guys to find different lanes. So you see it, but it's not as obvious as basketball where you're like, okay, that's what they're doing because there's different yeah. lines. It's a lot more complicated to look at, but. In, in a sense, they're thinking the same thing. Okay. And then, you know, with that in mind, obviously, like, I know you were, you're good, you're good, like, you're a great sides better as it is, but I know that you're really an excellent prop better for the NHL. And I know yeah. this isn't something I think that you talk about, like, as much, just because it's, like, I don't know, like, hockey's, like, you know, it's popular, but it's not, I feel like a lot of the props are not as, like, looked at or it's not as popular in, in like the betting community in, in a way so yeah have you, what have you like learned or what's what have you what do you think is different at this point of the playoffs than say even the beginning of the playoffs or the regular season that you've really been able to you know make adjustments for in your own personal betting um well i think there's like not a lot of line movement or just adjusting by the books where it's like in basketball it's like if gambling twitter gets a hold of one guy's like prop they yeah. adjust the lines within like a week you know what I mean? Yeah. Like hockey, I don't think they're, they're losing enough money on it to like almost pay attention in a way. Yeah. The way I look at it, I could be totally wrong, but like they don't adjust. Like some guys will go from two, two and a half to like, from like minus 110, two and a half shots on goal, minus 110 to like minus 130, but they'll never really jump to a three and a half. You know what I mean? Like they'll never, they'll just kind of juice the lines a little bit to like minus 160, but very rarely will you see a three and a half unless it's like the star players on each team, like maybe one or two guys on a team. And then McKinnon's his own world at four and a half. So it's like, that's just crazy high. <laughs> like, probably. Yeah. And one thing that sucks about hockey is like with the prop betting is you could spend a whole ship 
on defense. And then like when you, when you finally get out of your zone, you're off because that's just the way the game's going. Cause you're only on for like 45 seconds to a minute. And yeah. if, if you're playing defense for a majority of that shift, you're not coming on for another three, four minutes. You know what I mean? Depending on the way the game's going. So I think they're so low. I think a lot of books will have more three and a half next year because these two and a half, when they are playing offense, they hit in like two seconds. Like, yeah. and the one thing that Fandle's doing is like, they gave you the, the alternate lines for once. There was never like, so for basketball, there's like the 10 plus, 15 plus, yeah. 20 plus. You could do that for hockey. Like McKinnon's line is four and a half. You can get his three plus for like minus 600, but you could parlay that with someone's juice two and a half and make it plus money. And McKinnon's yeah. hit that every playoff game. So like, why wouldn't you do that? He yeah, it's like a free booster, basically. Literally, it's like a free 25% odds boost and yeah. until he does it, at least in the playoffs, because, you know, playoffs, he cares more than, like, a random game in, like, Ottawa. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So it's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not, like, as wonky as the regular season. Like, you're getting different rotations. You're getting different, like, aggressiveness levels and probably even minutes on ice. Like, you're probably seeing a little bit more minutes from your star guys yeah. as opposed to... Some of the role. And you also get like uh there's no back to backs except for the one weird one we had, but there's really no back to backs. There's no like long road trips. So like there's really like not bad spots. And if you yeah. see a guy's been hitting it, if you watch the game, you can tell what the team's game plan is. If they're gonna let this guy shoot, he's gonna rip. Even the yeah. announcers will give it to you. They're like, Oh, you know, they've really been talking about letting this guy rip it more often. And then you watch him and you go, Oh, that guy's right. And the line doesn't move. <laughs> like, I'm gonna snag that again because he's seven shots last game. This line is still two and a half. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, and you can use a lot of different tools. Like, I think props.cash has, like, a hockey segment a section now, yeah. which, which is awesome. Like, it's it, – like, you got to just make sure that you're using your tools properly between that and, like, StatMuse, whatever. It's like you can get some really great value, especially if people aren't paying attention. And I think that especially during the Stanley Cup when the, I think the NBA season will be over, it's probably going to be, like, something that people are going to be, like, trying to hammer – you know, just because yeah. like, I want to bet this. So, <laughs> you one, know. one other thing is like, if you get a guy in a power play line, like a first line, and his line is two and a half, I would take that every day of the week because you're getting a five on four advantage. You're, you know, you're probably getting two or three a game. You're probably getting yeah. at least one shot if he's like one of their, you know, their, the guy who fires on power plays. There are guys that they look for on every team, you know, like a McKinnon or like, you know, an Ovechkin. Like, if you see a guy, at two and a half, he's on the first power play line. You have to assume he's going to get one off the power play in general. So, like, you're already, you only need two more after that. And it's basically, if he's on pace for one a period, you're going to cash. Daniel, take him out of here. Book him. All right. So, Matt, uh, I know you gave us your, your value play with the Hurricanes at plus 600 to win the Stanley Cup. Who do you think actually is going to take this home? And, and give me a little bit of a reason why. Uh, the Avalanche. Uh, I don't think I know they're going to win. <laughs> they're just so good. Uh, they got even better at the deadline. Like I said before, they were really just missing that goalie and maybe a little bit of depth, but they just have too much. Like they probably should have beat Vegas last year, who just played a little out of their minds. And then Vegas unfortunately lost to Montreal, who just went on that weird run again due to a goalie just getting hot. Um the, the you know the the teams do this right like they they get a little further in the playoffs and they taste defeat and then they finally like break the barrier this is the ad breaking the barrier I know we I said the Canes that's a good value play but if Tampa does get there I think it'll be kind of poetic 
for the abs yeah. to kind of like take over like the warriors like finally losing you know what i mean like it's like this team is here now and like it's the warriors like, may be done and yeah. the lighting may be done i think that's what we're going to see um the abs i think just they match up too well against the lightning and uh Kemper at, on home ice is, is one of the best goalies in the league. So everyone's going to say, oh, Vasilevsky is this ball, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, Vasilevsky is great, but I don't think he's as dominant as he was the last two seasons. And he was always on the better, the best team. And when he, he's going up against a better team in a seven-game series, I think it's going to be too hard. So the Avs are horrible odds right now. Um, but I do have some futures yeah. on them. Yeah. Uh, I think five to one. And in some of my crazy futures parlays, I did pick the abs. So yeah. abs, abs, I can't really help any listeners out with the abs because the price just sucks. But I don't think they can lose. They may like lose another game. Like, they're just that good. Yeah, I mean, they're just like a fucking – they're just a wagon, honestly. It, they're literally <laughs> an avalanche. So Literally. Like, <laughs> but with that in mind, like, look, like, I know they're plus 125. Still a plus number. Yeah. You smack these futures parlays. I've hit a couple with you. What, like, I, I just opened one up the other day with the master or with the, with the U S open or whatever, you did. And which you is did. just that crazy. <laughs> but what, what do you think? Like, let's do a little, let's do a little big four title parlay here to help get those abs odds up. We got the abs at plus plus one twenty five. The Warriors are like, they're just way too minus money. I'm not putting minus money in it. No. And so, I think the Celtics are going to win. I like the Celtics too, honestly. Like I, I do, and I think there's good value. I know that we're recording right at the start of Game Five right now, so we're we're wrapping up. It's still the first quarter, but I like Boston. This line's probably going to move like a little bit, obviously, if they win uh, down from like plus two hundred. But yeah, I think you know it's like plus one fifty or so. Like you're still getting a decent, you're still getting a decent number there. Um, yeah, I like yeah. I like Boston. I think they have all the tools. Their defense is so good. Uh, I think the NBA also wants Boston. Like when the city of Boston is good, like the NBA just profits like crazy. Yeah. So like, they, want they want to be a superstar. Yeah. Yeah. When Boston's relevant, like that's like half of basketball fans is Lakers and Celtics anyway. Like exactly. these casual fans. <laughs> like, exactly. They're going to tune in. <laughs> like they love them. And then yeah. for baseball, this is where I think it gets weird because baseball, I feel like so many teams can win. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to strike out the Mets and Yankees just for personal bias for both of us. And we both have money on them already. Like, we're just not going to do that <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> so the Dodgers are like heavy, heavy favorites. Um, I've given out the Angels on this pod before uh, preseason. I think when they were like 40 to one or 50 to one, um, they're down to 22 to one. So victory lap for me. But um is there a team you think there's some value on here? Because, like, I'm looking I mean, at the like National the, League. The Dodgers, the Dodgers, like, I guess counts. I mean, there's not that much. The problem with the Dodgers, I don't think they have the pitching. Like, I never thought I'd yeah. say that, but I really don't know. Like, obviously, the lineup is amazing, and they can obviously make it by with the pitching they have. But it's not as dominant as years past. Yeah. And and I think now with like the variance of those like wild card games and stuff like that, like you can get like in a little bit of a weird situation. Like I, I would prefer like a bigger dog here. Number. Yeah. What do you the think? The Astros are plus 750, but again, I don't know if I trust them either. I don't know if I trust them either. I, I, I think that like maybe if we go directly to the NL West, if we go with like the Padres, hear me out on this. If the Padres pass the Dodgers in the standings, 
it forces it immediately forces the Dodgers into a bad position. Yeah. So maybe you get a little bit of extra value there based on like if the Padres can really push during the regular season, you're getting and they're 13 to one right now. I totally forgot that uh, the baseball actually has good playoff structure besides yeah. hockey and basketball, where you know winning your division actually matters. So yeah, I think that's a good. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good. That's a good point. And last year it got a little weird when the Dodgers like didn't really care about the regular season. They yeah. got put into a uh, what do you call it? You know, weird a weird yeah. situation. Whatever so, whatever those series are, yeah. And Machado's having MVP year so far to start the year. Um, you know, and maybe he gets his revenge on the Dodgers. Maybe he avoids the Dodgers as a whole. And that, that could be huge. The only – the thing is, like, I don't believe in the Braves. I don't believe in the Brewers. The only two teams I believe – or three teams I believe in the NL would be Dodgers, Mets, Padres. Yeah. So I think the NL is where you'd want to be. Cause yeah, because, like, I don't want to be in the American League where you got the Yankees, the Astros, the Blue Jays, the White Sox, like, the Rays are good, the Angels are a crap yeah. shoot. So it's like, I yeah, feel like I the NL is the NL side to pick the from. Yeah, 100%. I think that's the best value. I think you're right because the Dodgers may not care about the regular season. You stop doing that when, like, you win so much. It's like, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll, just, we'll just – it doesn't matter who we play in the playoffs because we, we know we can – or we think we could beat them. Yeah. And maybe they rest a lot of players. Maybe they, you know – Padres are out to prove it. I'm down for some Padres. A little bit of moxie. Yeah, all right. So let's add them in there. And then I think for the NFL, we both are on the same page. We liked this team last year. I felt like they should have – like, I feel like they got robbed. Josh Allen and the Bills, man. Josh Allen and the Bills. Yeah, I'm not even going to say anything else. So if you put these teams together – it's ten dollars to win sixty six hundred and fifteen dollars. I think that's, that's worth. I think that's worth a little bit of a sprinkle. I, I would recommend putting like like splitting your bet up. Like whatever you're gonna do, do it twice at the same amount. Like just split yeah. it. Like if you're gonna do ten dollars, do five and five. Because if you get cold feet and you want to cash one of them out at some point, you're not cashing out the whole ticket. Yeah, get, I agree. You, you can take a little bit home and still let the rest ride. The one thing I like about doing it at this time, even though the odds kind of got worse for basketball and hockey, is that two of these legs, like, you know, if this has a chance in a month, you know what I mean? Because, like, two of the legs will be done or you would have lost it in a month. And then you kind of root for it. And if all we need is the Bills to win, you know, that's an awesome situation. Yeah. And that's just a good future to ride. Nice flex on your friends, too. So you'll have fun. fun. Yeah. And, like, on a long shot like this, like, you want the last leg to be the easiest one to hedge. That's a good point. Because if you leave it, if you do anything differently, like if you had, say like even the Padres were the last leg, that's a much more difficult leg to hedge because they might not be favored in like every round. Like the Bills are probably going to be favored unless something goes wrong. Like they're going to be at least one of the top couple favorites in the NFL, you know, and you're not going to be in a bad scenario until later in the playoffs. So That's a really good point you make because when I hit the one futures, I did the Lightning Lakers, and the was it the Chiefs from the year before? Yeah, and, and the Dodgers. Was, the Dodgers. Oh, it was Lightning, Dodgers. Lakers, Dodgers was the one. And I did the one, the bigger one with adding the Saints. And because the Saints was kind of the more long shot, it was a tough hedge situation for me. Because yeah. you, you remember, were we were, cash out. We were yeah. doing math problems for like an hour. <laughs> we yeah. know what to do. Yeah. So like it's hard to hedge that way. So it's like if you put the if you put like the heaviest favorite 
basically as your last leg on the crazy futures parlay, it sets you up to be in like a good spot, um, yeah. at least hedge wise. So I think that's it. Like that's pretty fun. That's a pretty fun parlay. Matt thinks the Avalanche are going to win the Stanley Cup. And, uh, you know, the, the Hurricanes are still a value play. And you can maybe type, you can kind of play both or play them to win the and East. And if they face each other. Then you're in a good spot. You know you're going to cash. So, uh, Matt, it's always a pleasure having you on. Uh, you can find Matt at Matty Chucks. You can check out his podcast for better or for worse, obviously, after you listen to this podcast. 100%. And, uh, you know, it's a pleasure having you on. We'll have to have you on again. We'll talk some Major League Baseball. I know you've been smacking those props, too. So, uh, thanks for coming on, Matt. I will say one thing before I leave. Uh, Joe is a stand-up guy. Follow Cash That and also follow Joe Delara on Twitter. Uh, I'm actually doing this podcast. I was eating dinner, so if you heard some mouth noises, that's what was going on. I have a little drink, and the Avs game is on. Joe texted me a couple hours ago. He's one of the few people I'd hop on a podcast with on such short notice and have a good time. So follow him. He's a good time. He may say one too many puns, but, you know, after a while, it just grows on you. So make sure you follow and listen up, and he's got more stuff in the works. So keep it up. Thanks, Matt. Uh, you know, we just, you know, we got to get those what the puck puns in there. So, <laughs> and with that, let's catch that.
Don't you know 